0: Welcome to Tough Love, the love and relationship podcast with me, Mairead Lachman, matchmaker, dating specialist and the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking. And me, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and relationship specialist. This week, we were speaking about great relationships or how to have great relationships. Did you know that according to one study, 67.5% of marriages that end did so primarily due to communication problems, making it the number one reason for marriages ending. So let's talk about the importance of communication in your relationships. So you and I went for coffee after our last podcast recording the last day and we decided just through chatting away like we always do that we really need to have a conversation about relationship skills and good communication. Like how to have a good relationship and if you're in a relationship at the moment how you can make it a little bit better. I'm sure at all stages of a relationship it can always... Do with a little bit of freshening up or tweaking and kind of pressing reset, which I think is no harm.
1: Yeah. And I think it's I think what we were really thinking right as well was, you know, you can't always talk about all the things that are going wrong. We can get we can get lost down there. And uh, in some ways, even though I know they're very powerful, impactful times in people's lives when things go wrong. But sometimes I find myself Advising people a lot on how to build the relationship and uh, I was always I've always been extremely struck by how people who have been in a really good relationship how if that relationship ends often tragically or Mm -hmm. or so they they go directly into another good relationship so quite interesting they're able. They're able. Yes. There's many things in that, within that, mm-hmm. that I think are really worth talking about. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Good. What are the what are the features of you? What are the skills of you mm-hmm. that you have? And what what about your style of communication? Can you review, revise and look at yes. and see if it's a really positively contributing to your relationship or negatively so? So that's where we're going today. I
0: think anybody as well, the single long term can sometimes be a little bit of, oh, my goodness, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I am fabulous. I am a great person. I bring so much to the table. Like, where am I going wrong? Now, one thing that a lot of experts say is if you are doing a lot of dating, there is a whole parity of choice situation whereby you've so many options. You actually make no choice. Mm. You forget you're like you you're afraid to tap out. You're afraid to settle because Well guess what they weren't as tall as the last person or they weren't as funny as the last person or they weren't as rich as the last person and you actually are chasing the perfection instead of realizing that each person comes as they are as do you
1: 100 percent and so in a way you're talking about dating there and choosing but you know, if you're in a relationship and let's say you're in yep. that established relationship and you've kind of chosen each other and yes. you're
0: you're there. You're there.
1: You're committed. Yes, there's some commitment. We're not saying you're married, but you're committed and you're, yes. you know, you're, let's say, more than six months in. Yes, I think that's probably a good place to start, because in a way, that's when, uh, let's be honest, the heat uh, goes out of things yeah. slightly or and, say the goes big, out, and the dims. big
0: conversations are happening very and often the... you are looking at the, the future exactly like you're far enough in that it's going to hurt if you're going out of it you know
1: yeah exactly and you're you're kind of committed and a lot of you mm. is um, invested in there yes. I think you know something that always um, strikes me um, in this is the level of insight even which you were mentioning earlier there about the girl dating and it really is the level of insight and self-awareness that people have is key in relationships. Okay. So there's, there's a number of, we just talk about the, the, the person themselves in this broad sense at first it's, you know, and it is a skill. I mean, we know it now as the emotional intelligence skill, which is really, do you know what's going on in you and mm-hmm. are you able to put words on it? And if you can do that, that's going to help you in relationships. Good. Okay. Because you're, You're aware of what's what's being stirred in you. Mm -hmm. You're you're annoyed and you have an idea why you're annoyed. And so it's not overwhelming. And you have the skills, one to cope and skills then to potentially fix it. Yes. And but the first step is prote- is recognize it. OK. Because because people go very quickly into the it's your fault. Yes. Always looking outward. Yes. And um, I just just I mean, I often find myself saying to people, look back on your childhood. If you want to understand how you are in relationships, look back on your home. Mm-hmm. What did you see? Yes. What was normal? What what was what messages were you given mm-hmm. about love, about marriage, about commitment, yes. about um. Uh, about about men, about women, and it's it, these are very well, strongly operating within you. So yeah, you have
0: to listen to that. Write it down. Yeah, I I regularly and it's you know uh, if I to- really talk to somebody that I'm matchmaking, and if I was to really ask them about you know, if it was a guy, what like what did your like did your mother work or mm. did she was she a career lady or was she a very kind maternal person or was she a little bit harder? You know, those sorts of things. Like you can almost see the type of person you need to send them on a date with or the complete opposite. Sometimes it can be the complete opposite. But something Mm -hmm. I regularly say is you can only love how you've seen love. Now, look, you can teach yourself, but your default is... You, yeah. nobody shows us but what is the template you have can, yeah and that's it and your peers and your family members maybe who they're married to and everything yes and well. it's
1: what's normal to you and I, yeah. I, I think what you're saying which is interesting as a matchmaker that you're yeah. kind of you're matching them with someone like that
0: yes and you have to take it all in so yes your, yes. your past life but and of course you,
1: you know that that all this liking and matching that yes. it's just interesting I, I read a piece of research recently and they were saying that uh and while matching is important because you're trying to bring people yes. together who have the possibility of completely matching, yes. and you're t- some commonality of ground and all of that, and that really works. But the truth is, why relationships really work in the twenty year, you know, okay. why they continue yes. happy the nugget, yeah. for twenty years, yes, is much more around this skill capacity and
0: compatibility. communication yes okay yes alright oh,
1: communication yeah, yeah. now we're, and you're right and compatibility there has to be a lifestyle a given.
0: well I have to look at lifestyle compatibility so if they're yes. extremely active I'm not going to send them on date with someone that doesn't like to get any, and even go for a walk you know correct or if they're kind of more adventurous either, mm. there has to be a certain level of lifestyle compatibility yes and, and, I you, think and you're well. doing that
1: and yes. you're raising the chances of them being together yes. but I suppose just first off I would say yes. to people you know in terms of understanding of course picking the right one is a great start you know Well, and the
0: person you match with is literally going to have a huge impact on your your mental health where you live how much you work exactly it, how many kids you have everything
1: so it is very everything. important so it's massively important but in terms of building a healthy and good relationship it doesn't matter as much how, who they are as who you are okay and I suppose that's kind of what I'm saying yes that That a person who has the capacity and the skills for love has has a much greater choice of people that they can have a happy, healthy relationship. I would agree. And so it's not all about luck. And I think that's sometimes when I I see people, you know, and they will say, you know, I'm so I feel I'm very unlucky in love. And and when you dig in a little bit, you can see that actually there's there are there are things within what they're doing. That is that are making them very unlucky in love. Okay, you know they're not being they're not they're, they don't know what they want or they're afraid to say what they want, or they're not influencing it enough. We've talked a yeah. lot about those. of things. I would agree things. with that so, from
0: the from the dating side as well. Yes,
1: yeah, I bet I bet you see yeah. that. So so the first first off I would say is self awareness and awareness of what your childhood has given you um, and
0: the messages you have. Brought is that with attachment you. styles because we hear so yeah. much about that?
1: Yes, it is about it is about understanding if you are anxious. Mm -hmm. If you have been, if you've had a lot of disruption in your childhood, you may have a, you know, a a nervous sort of attachment style. So you're fearful of the person leaving you and fearful of them going, which makes you over, can make people over possessive, make people. I mean, and then you have the opposite. You have the person who makes sure they never feel that because they never get involved. They keep, they can be hugely sexually involved, hugely Um, involved in social life with you and Mm -hmm. all of that. But their heart is utterly encased, like like something in a tin box. It is kept away from you, even in the sexual. And people will tell you this, you know, people all sorts of there's all sorts of ways of of knowing um, that they're not they may be sexually um, completely active and engaged but not emotionally engaged wow. in any way with yes. that. Yes. So there's. So I would say that's a really key thing and will really help you. And um, and remember, when I, if I may say that, you're entitled to your own history, your own yes. story.
0: You don't have to apologize for it. This is who you are. Yes. You know. I people, like that. Yeah, my version of that is people come as they are. I yes. don't try and change them. I don't say like, you know, they like that you take every one of their boxes, but they actually like some blonde hair. So you're going to have to dye your hair because that's the equivalent of asking someone yes. to change. That's
1: like I right. don't
0: now. I might say to them, you know, we might look at what you dress like, you know, or something or table manners or whatever can come up because God knows anything can come up on feedback. Yep. But yes, uh, they come as they are. You are who you are. Yes.
1: You, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't change or develop or improve, but you are who you are and you don't have to
0: apologize for your story. Right. For who you've been with, the Isn't mistakes that beautiful, you've though? made. Yeah, because uh, there's so many people be... don't think they're enough, or they don't think yes. they're good enough, or they're like, I'll be better when I lose weight, or I'll be better if I was funnier or anything like that. Yes, it, it... but
1: it is. And there's an awful comparison out there, like it's there constant, really is. and yeah. it's it's very difficult, I think, if, you know, for people navigating this because everything is so highlighted and out there and very visual. Yes. But um. But I think there's nothing more attractive, personally, than somebody who is themselves.
0: Yeah. I you, think know, it is, yeah. you
1: know, they, they are themselves, they're they're on, um, what would you say, unapologetically themselves. Yes. I find that attractive.
0: Yeah, so and do I. And it's the confidence many level. Do. And I think people are attracted to confidence because yeah. there shows a level of honesty.
1: Yes. So mm. first off, we would say that, I mean, we're going to talk about communication, but probably just first for going, going back to the, the sort of the you, you part of it, mm-hmm. I would say your ability to kind of share. Yes. And to kind of self-disclose and 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 share bits of yourself. I'm sure everyone listening has been with people who who cannot. For example, they could
0: be deeply in love, but they'll never say the words. Yes. Have you have you met that? No, because yes. I wouldn't be attracted to that sort of person. It's not it yes. funny? Yes. You know, probably in, in professionally, yes, but I wouldn't get to the stage where they're telling me they love me. But, yes. you know, but and many, uh, that happens a lot. It does, for, it, really. People
1: cannot, it's kind of a commitment mm-hmm. thing, but all, the, the words are like equivalent to the commitment. Yes. But so some people find sharing risky. Okay. You know, a bit like you're talking about the attachment style. They feel fearful when they share, so they don't share. And so yeah. if you don't share in a relationship and you don't have, you know, you have an understanding of yourself, let's say. Yes. Well, how do you let the other person have an understanding of you if you
0: don't really share and self-disclose? See, I, okay, so I've obviously dated a few people down through the years. more than one or five, two, one More or than two. five, yes. But yeah. um, what I would say is I think... Even the toughest and the least sharing people because of who I am and the way I am, I always say lead by example. Mm. So if I like affection or I like compliments or I like um, one, I'll give you an example, I love a good morning message or a good night and a good night message. I think it's just a nice, good structure for the relationship. And yeah. the, even at the early stages, I like the good morning and the good night message. And I find that if you start, so if the person you're with isn't great at sharing, it's kind of like body language and mirroring. Yes. And so I find if you don't bombard them, first of all, because it is quite scary if that's not the way they are. But if, they, if you give them a comfortable space, they find it, it, it becomes a little bit of a habit. So what I do is if somebody doesn't give me a compliment on a first date, what I tend to do is I give them a compliment. Yeah. And so... When well, you're they giving don't, them what you need. That's it. And they don't necessarily give it back to me then. But the next time I meet them, they might say, I really, you look great. Yeah. And then, you know... for well, what you're doing there, which is really yes. good, right Somebody is always...
1: We're, we're different. Yes. I mean, relationships are about, you know, being able to kind of see what's different in each other yes. and respect it and like it. Okay. And so we're not going to be all the very same in the way we love. That's it, And exactly. so you're saying you like that so you do that and so mm-hmm. somebody is more emotional somebody is more inclined to yes. be open to share somebody's more inclined to validate yes. somebody's inclined to be more sexual yes. you know fine so somebody leads
0: a little bit more on yes. different
1: things and that's absolutely and I fine. Say
0: stick with it so what if they're not giving the compliment just each time you meet them give them one more compliment mm. and it does transition into something the good morning messages and the good night messages You may not get those at the beginning, but I always would just send one anyway because I feel nice doing that myself. Yeah. So it is about me. Well, it is a link. But. Next thing, all of a sudden, you realize that every morning you wake up, there is a nice little message on your phone. Or every well, maybe night you that person it. begins to realize there's something nice in receiving. It, Absolutely. And be- begins to feel a little safer. Yes. In Instead doing of that. doing the kind of, well, I, well, he didn't. So I'm not going to. And which, yes. you know, it's down. So it's a nice kind of common ground. It's so. It's about I sharing think, and reciprocating. Yes, I is think what you're sometimes about it's that. not just that like, oh, you can change them. But I do think sometimes giving them a safe place to realize as well a lot of people that come to me for matchmaking like men they might be they might have five brothers and they might be working in construction and there might be two women on the site and so they talk to guys all day long and so obviously as well when I'm doing anything with farmers it's the same and so, like I always say to them, remember, you're dealing with a lady here. So yeah. like you're you're coming to me to find a lady, not another man. So treat her like she is a lady. Talk to her like she's a lady. Yeah. She's not a co-worker. Yeah. So it's a safe yes. place. You're kind of teaching them, going, we can have this kind of little kind yes. communication.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And so you're, really what you're saying there is bringing in the softness in the relationship yes, as well. absolutely. And the other thing that you're you're touching on there is the 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 validating the compliment sounds simple, but yes. really is, you know, compliment, you can, you know, we think of compliments as complimenting dress. We think mm-hmm. of compliments as um complimenting how you look but yeah. I think of it like more in the bigger picture of validating you seeing you, you know validating you in the relationship like I mm-hmm. you know I you know I loved the fact that you were early yes. or you know um I, I I loved the fact that you dressed up even yes. though we weren't going anywhere special you know yes. just a small thing but you're validating and validating the way the person is with you and it's what it does is it's you know it's almost like that it, it's like a a verbal touching yes you know, it's a gentle touching of each other, yes. a gentle Lovely noticing
0: you. of Yes.
1: Yes. And people are people I find in life in general, you know, we know that negative thinkers have a much harder time in life in terms mm-hmm. of depression and all sorts of things. Okay. And there is a real um, importance to moving your, if you like, dial to the positive. And okay. uh, and there's loads of mental health benefits to that. But in a relationship, the same applies. Try and notice what your partner is doing well. Okay. Try and defocus a little bit. There's a bit of a focus on he's this, he's this, he's this.
0: She, 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 what she does and wrong, what she does And you can go down the wrong.
1: rabbit hole of, t- telling yes, your
0: friends and stuff of he's annoying me because of this, this and this. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Don't and get into it's,
1: it. it's, a, it, it's a self-perpetuating kind of pattern okay. and it has a en- negative energy to it. So make a point of quit the complaining a little bit mm-hmm. and try and spend some time validating. Okay. And as I say, it's an emotional, verbal equivalent to physical touching mm-hmm. that's what it does in a relationship notice the good
0: yeah be sweet be nice and and say it don't just notice it say it and appreciate and say thank you I think yeah. that's just such a simple thing maybe I just like an appreciation and a thank you of course but I think everybody does I think people like to know that look you probably maybe went out of your way a little bit or you just gave them a, a moment of energy exactly which is no but that can be easily lost as relationships go course, on like we're yeah. talking
1: now at the six month everybody compliments like hell in the beginning
0: yeah, of course because it's
1: all it's all brand new yes and it's all gorgeous and yes. but it, we're talking about as things go on mm-hmm. you know as, as as time goes on you have to remember these are the skills these are the inputs that that freshen relationships on and a I'm daily sure basis
0: especially as well when you have children because I like I see my sister she's just after having her second child she's at home on maternity leave her husband's out working and I'm sure. It's case of I, and they have a really great relationship but I'm sure they're lost in the sea of babies at the moment so just actually sure seeing each other yeah, yeah just even seeing each other and doing little things like I said to her last week she was like oh my god it's crazy here at the moment one child is sick you know all these different things and I was like don't forget to take your time out with yourself and your husband and she was like well actually we're having date night tonight which was I think just a takeaway and uh, a movie yeah. but you know it was nice that they were taking And very difficult to do it.
1: I mean, it's almost I think we'd need a podcast on its own about that particular (laughs) thing, you know, of, you know, love after after child birth and all of that. It's very, very complex and difficult because everyone's tired, everyone's exhausted, all those things. But in terms just of of, um, I suppose, how to build the good relationship. So if you can be self-aware, if you can. Be good at sharing if you're able to disclose yourself and tell stories about yourself. I often say to people as an exercise, even in those earlier phases, Mm -hmm. you know, we we instinctively share stories, don't we? But if you feel things are are distant between you, maybe one person isn't able to share as well as the other. Maybe like you're saying, mirror it a little bit, you know, ask them very personal things like, Mm -hmm. you know, tell me about. Tell me about the happiest day of your life. Yes. Tell me about the happiest day in your childhood that you remember or the saddest thing in your childhood. What about the something you don't want anybody to know? You know, when we get to like over a lifetime, we share those things with each other. Now, I don't think in a relationship you have to know every dot about a person. So I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that intimate kind of conversation. You'd be surprised how many people don't talk that way how many people know. are together for 20 years and
0: they don't talk emotionally well dating is conversation okay and all relationships are because even with friendships I you know have friends and we meet them and they're like catching up in my life and I'm catching up in their life and their kids lives and all these different things but actually um I what you're talking about there I would find is the art of great conversation and these are one of the skills that I give people when they're going out dating is like don't just have a conversation in the shallows. and what I mean by that yeah. is I call them the hairdresser or the physiotherapist or those kind of people. People that Are meeting so many people all day all the long time. that they're yes. used to filling the gaps with. Well, did you go on holidays this year? Were you at Electric Picnic? Are you going to Gareth Brooks? All the different things you know that yes. are going on. Like their conversation in the shallow. Now the lady junior hair doesn't really care where you went on holidays. Bar <laughs> she wants to go there as well. Doesn't really care if you got rained on. You know, at Electric Picnic a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was. You know, so. That's why those conversations like and the the chat about how do you feel like it one of the things I always say is instead of just asking somebody what do you do for your job, asking them and is that something you always wanted to do and what's your favourite part of your job? Yeah. Because that's how they spend a huge amount, amount of their time. And it says so much about And who, also as who well, they if are. they're absolutely miserable at their job, you know, you're gonna have a tough couple of months or <laughs> yeah. a couple of years, you know, dating them. So it's going to say a lot about the type of person they are. Yes. So that is the art of great conversation, and it helps to build connection. Yes, when even dating. So that's even at a t- the early point. Yeah,
1: it and is. And another part when you say that is listening. Yes. Sometimes people feel this compulsion to talk and to have yes. loads of good stuff to say. And
0: now I know we're back to dating. You see, we're swiveling back know, to dating. But, but, but um, actually, these are all skills but that they you can forward. use. It doesn't matter because yeah. sometimes people need to start dating their 20 year husband. I'm sure it's. At yes. But we,
1: women will tell you, you know, when they have a when they're upset about something, you know, partners, you know, in this situation, men, I'm thinking they will often try to fix it. You know, they're kind of going into a fix mode mm-hmm. and. And it upsets people, you yes. know, whereas really what people, what, what women often want in that situation is listen. We yes. like to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all make that mistake, that, that we try to kind of talk about, th- talk from ourselves out rather than really listening to hear what's going on for the other person and what they're like and what they're mm-hmm. really, you know, what their story is. And I suppose that's what, be a good listener is as yes. important as being a
0: good talker in the art of communication. Yes. That's and coming, not coming back with the response just to talk. Sometimes people listen to give you a response as opposed to ask following it up with another question Yeah. Um, and if you're really listening, they are, you will have another question. You will, absolutely. And they say the art actually of great conversation, you, the other person, if you're very good at conversation and communication, the other person should be talking 60 to 70 percent of the time.
1: Yeah, and Which you is the balance, yeah, and, yes. and, and
0: steering it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and the other person yeah. will actually get a lot more out of the conversation mm. if that's the balance. But this is
1: even more important as life goes on. Absolutely. That that you establish now, you'd be surprised when I, I say this, but when I'm with my couple. Couple clients, I and once we get things fixed, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know, where we identify where things maybe have gone wrong and and suggest a number of you know mm-hmm. ways of, of approaching it and fixing things or trying to fix things, we would always establish a kind of a review. I would always encourage couples to review okay. every sort of few months. And that review is mm-hmm. about sitting down and saying, how are we doing? Right. Validating, coming up with three things that are doing going really well, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm really happy with our social life or I'm really happy with our sex life is fine. That's not. Yeah, that's all going well. Or the last time we spoke, you know, we talked about how I'm always left with the Friday, Saturdays and you go and do this. And we got that changed. So you kind of validate all the things that are going well, but you bring to the table things that need looking at. Mm -hmm. It's not a criticism. It's a review. Okay. And it is hugely useful in relationships. And it's something we do in every other part of our life. Like you were saying at the outset here, we're never taught how to love. We're never taught how to yes, you know, build relationships. This person is teaching you how to love them. And this is yeah. useful because we're so different and yes. it's only, you know, we're so different. We're, we're attracted to each other at the beginning mm-hmm. and everything is a powwow and flying forward. And we have no idea that there will ever be a problem because it all looks so good and it is so good and it feels so good. But life by its nature and relationships mm-hmm. by their nature, they're going to go forward to a particular path and rhythm. And,
0: and then routines, things yeah. are
1: going to happen. Child childbirth. Children, mm-hmm. um, job say, loss, which a lot of people lost, had during COVID. Or you yeah. become an unhappy in a job that you did love or yes. so, there's so many things can go wrong. So you have to review as you go. And it means that you don't have to. So it's about communication and listening, which is where we were there. But this is a way of almost formatting it. Now, I know people, some people think, oh, is that is you know, is that a little bit yes. stiff? Is there any
0: other part of your life that you would never sit down and look at? and especially when there's a problem and something so important like you probably have if you're in a lot of corporate worlds you'll have a monthly review or a six month review if you're in that exactly. sort of world
1: and Definitely. even without
0: problems it's it's actually enhances it yes. because you're getting into this groove of
1: validating that's it's it's like practice you know we say practice praising mm-hmm. practice validating because we're all very good at the criticism mm-hmm. but if you criticism is much easier to take if you have already been complimented 10 times
0: over the last month. Do you think you should make it a special thing instead of them going because I'm sure there's some relationships out there where they're like oh here we go this bloody monthly thing you know because Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's some people that are a little bit more vocal or not great at having the conversation or their approach is not good and we probably should talk about that at some stage how to approach things that are kind of upsetting you or not working for you. Yeah, The difficult conversation. Yeah like maybe do you think it should be like more of a date night sort of thing or you know well it's funny I, like I usually recommend the opposite do you I, okay I do yeah I usually okay. recommend the opposite because dates, dates
1: are for dates you yeah know? okay and yes I think that this is a kind of a cool light of day thing okay this is more coffee Saturday morning you have an hour you yeah. put it aside and you say we're going to have that chat And you have to you have to think of three things that you're really happy about in the relationship. I will do the same. And you're allowed to bring one or two that you think we should look at. So they're not it's not a problem in the relationship. It's Mm -hmm. like how this relationship can be improved. Yes, it's really useful.
0: Perfect, I think. Mm. And then you could have sex afterwards just to clear the air. Absolutely. If the kids, just to make if sure. the kids aren't around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to make sure everything is cleared. Yeah. It's actually very good for relationships, yeah it is know? But like sometimes, you know, when you have like a big fight with your significant other and sometimes it's like the week afterwards, you're just like both kind of nearly skipping around the place because like, oh my God, thank God. That's like, it's nearly like a cleaning or a cleansing or something like that. But that's that. because... That is because your relationship has grown. Yes. See,
1: rouse conflicts and that are important. They're inevitable,
0: Yeah. but
1: they are so important. And you mentioned there the difficult conversation, but what you're experiencing there and what you've mentioned there is that a relationship that has mm-hmm. successfully negotiated a conflict, yeah. it either shrinks or grows. And okay. when you do it, when it is successful, you feel this sense of growth, that you're yes. in a bigger situation, you're closer to each There's, other and closer yeah. to each other. There's more depth to what you have. Yes. And people really feel that. So that's why I'm saying these things are are useful. They're like they're like little steps, little building blocks, little mm-hmm. little not being patronizing in yes. any way. I mean, I use these myself. I mean, I've been, as I say, I'm, I'm two marriages in I, yes. I, I, and many relationships. Yes. Uh, and I know the kind of problems that come up and yes. the big, difficult conversations that. You must have and will have, and and it kind of brings me to if we we've yeah. talked about their the little difficult conversations. Um, probably you can see I'm I'm kind of um, press play on this one, but um, you, do you know that divorce rates can be utterly predicted by a, a particular a, a examination kind of of communication styles that was done in a research piece? Oh my goodness, like. Absolutely. It could be predicted almost to 100%. Okay. And that was that couples who in the outset of their relationship tended to use the word I at the beginning of all, you know, of their sentences as opposed to you. Yes. Tended to be marriages that continued. So they say so I the,
0: instead of instead of you yeah. in
1: other words they always oh in their argument yes in in any in, even in their style of communication okay. that they would they, they would be I statements like you know I, I find it difficult when you do this I um I feel x rather than you're always mm. you're you're doing you're doing well, it and sounds you, more nagging so it's more that the person is mm-hmm is their focus is outward their focus is on finding fault not on acknowledging how it is impacting them and then asking for a solution or contributing to finding a solution and that's a huge thing in relationships where people just they they feel they must criticize and find point the finger outwards it's a team you have to tell the person how it's what's going wrong for you, why it's difficult and you have to like a tennis ball, you pass it over and you give them an opportunity to contribute to the fixing of that issue.
0: And I suppose then they can see the consequences of it by you saying I feel or, you know, whatever it is. A, they can see the consequence, can't they? Yes. B, they're not being attacked. Yes.
1: Like if you attack me and you start I'm I'm very very good at defending myself. Yeah,
0: I know, yeah. We're all Learned good at defending,
1: yes. Yeah, we know those skills. So yeah. somebody starts to attack me, there's a there's an instinctive protection starts going on in us. Absolutely. So a lot of us
0: shuts off straight away. So if you start that in relationships and there is a lot of that goes wrong. One thing you said there is if you have an argument, the relationship either grows Or it shrinks. Shrinks, Now there's going to be a lot of people listen to this podcast, and I've been there myself, where you've had the argument fifteen hundred times, and guess what? It's still going, and you've said the "I" and you said that I feel like when this Mm -hmm. happens, and you've done everything you can. What happens when it shrinks? Like, what? How can you like, you know? And maybe the issue isn't big enough that you break up with them, but honestly, you're you're blue in the face, and like it's it's like I've had that conversation. Mm. Like I remember reading at some stage something like the three biggest reasons you fight at the beginning are probably the reasons you'll break up in the end uh, if they're not fixed. Yeah. Well, I think. What do we do? I think there's a few things there. It's about
1: being effective in your communication, and you're saying, you know, no matter how effective you are, there will be some issues. Yes. Um. <clears throat> there probably shouldn't be. There should always be. You you really shouldn't be wheeling back to the same argument, mm-hmm. um, because. If you recall yourself, think of it in a non-romantic way. If you have an argument with someone and or let's say even in the romantic, right? You know, you have an argument when that person hears you and you know they've heard you and you have heard them and you have tried to sort that out. You probably wouldn't even be able to say what that argument was about. Yes. You will forget it because it is processed, worked through and it's gone. Moved on. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Delete, the yeah. ones that the ones that keep coming back. Are really the ones that haven't been processed. So somebody has pretended (laughs) that they're okay, and to shut the argument down, like yeah, 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 that can be one reason. The other is some people can't forgive and let go, because you know we're just people. Yes, we're not perfect. We come with all our histories and our stories. Mm -hmm. We, if a person has done their very best in the in the in the argument to understand you to do all of that they can do. There may be a capacity issue. There may be a limit to their understanding of it. Mm-hmm. But if they're doing their best, you
0: shouldn't be wheeling back to it. So if it keeps on going, because like, there are, like I have been in situations, now they're exes now. So maybe that's the... That tells its <laughs> that's own the tale. No yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, it if you can't get through right. and be heard, yes. maybe you don't... That well, maybe the right. that's... There, there's the answer. Mm. There's the thing, you know, that it's like... And it, look, it was nothing of significance, but at the same time, if it's important to you... Well, of course, it's important if, to how you live your daily life. Stuff like that. I think it's very it is very important. You have to be able to get through. Yes.
1: That's why you're together, because relationships are all about being able to be respected mm-hmm. for your differences. Also, loving your similarities. Mm-hmm. Also, being able to trust each other, being able to feel safe, to feel yes. heard. So if you've if somebody can't hear you, that's going to be a problem over time. OK. And if they can't understand you, now some of that might rely be your fault. You may not be able to communicate it well yeah. enough. Maybe you're not clear enough. So you know, there's both sides to the issue. And usually, I always say that one person is often a little bit better at these things than the yes. other. So if you're a little better and you're a little more emotional, or so lead, you know, you can lead on that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you're always right. Okay. You know, this we see a lot of that in um, see a lot of that in the couple world that that women feel that that they're always right because they have a kind of, they feel they have a finger on the emotional and Mm -hmm. that men are a little less emotional. So they don't understand their world, you know, and it can be seen. Yeah. It can be seen like it's a fault, but it's not a fault because men think differently. They are, they, you know, they, they, their emotions are different. Mm -hmm. And as I say, I've, I've a huge kind of interest and um, how would I say kind of respect for the way they think and the way they sort things out. And, I wouldn't like to be in love personally with um, a man who who operated emotionally like I do, Yeah, you know, it's we need, need d- the difference. Yes. And and that's another part of it, respecting the difference that that the male way is different to us and the way they like to resolve things is different, the way they like to talk about things, the way they grieve is extremely different, Mm -hmm. you know, so so, and that's that's their way. And we we have to respect that, not hit them over the head for it.
0: Um, I was actually looking at social media recently and um, I came across Jordan Peterson. Obviously, a lot of people Uh know who he is, and he was actually saying that one thing that he has noticed in his professional dealings with couples is that he would re- highly recommend the couples would spend a, a minimum of ninety minutes a week just talking to each other about what's going on in their life and in their relationship. So exactly what you are saying there, but on an ongoing basis to you know, kind yeah. of keep it consistent yeah. and everything, which is important.
1: Well, because I suppose what he's referring mm-hmm. to, and I think ninety is a fair a fair whack of time, but if it was focused well, over on that, the, I suppose the but week. Perhaps over the week, but yeah. you know, it's I suppose what he's pointing to there is how communication can just that intimate communication and that personal kind of Mm -hmm. getting to know each other and sharing each other's worlds, which has to be part of the ongoing relationship. It can get lost in the busyness of nappies in the busyness of school runs in the busyness of parents, minding parents or somebody, you know, somebody who's Mm -hmm. not well and of course jobs and all of pushing careers forward, all of those things. And you can end up flopping on the sofa turning on the TV, having a look at your phone and
0: really not talking to each other. Exactly. Like if I was sending two people out on a date, I never send them to the cinema. I don't send them bowling. I don't send them anywhere like that. And even people are saying, oh, I like to go for a hike on my first date or I like to do this, that and the other, you know, kind of adventure style, especially if they're quite sporty. But I always say to them, no, your first few dates should be coffee, drinks or dinner. Like literally Mm. only those with nobody else. It doesn't matter if it's your second or third date and you're getting home well. You're not bringing them to a wedding. You're not doing anything like that. <clears throat> you're still only getting to know each other. And like I always think it's a real pivotal point in a new relationship. That night where you maybe go away for the first night together. You maybe have a bite to eat. You And then you sit down and you have a few drinks. Mm. And it's just like just you and them away from the both of your worlds and just getting to know to each know. other. And it's, mm. it's it's real kind of getting to know each other and um, talking. It's and so beautiful, yes. Yeah, but it's and it, but it's intense. It is and intense, absolutely. Now funny, yeah. I'd be a little different to you. Yeah. I,
1: I think there's a huge closeness in doing things together that you really enjoy.
0: As well. Like, absolutely. But I if think if you're sporty. It, like, really, yeah. Okay. Well yeah. like
1: yeah. I, I I would be very in yes. always was always interested in kind of, you know, cycling and yes. um
0: Sporty kind of things. But what playing number tennis, date? What Pardon? number date? Like the fourth or fifth, or the first or second? Well,
1: I suppose I'm thinking of it there less on the date side, but but definitely yes. if it was an adventure. Oh, I think, I think you should do that
0: as well. Yeah, absolutely. Re- but yeah. as
1: time goes on, to keep relationships kind of not oh, yes. so much alive, but to freshen them, to have I often to think do together. Yeah. Find things like social life isn't isn't just about a meal out and going to oh, the no. pub. You know, I'm talking the initial four I, I know, or five days. You absolutely yeah. were. And I know I'm flicking mm. forward and no, back perfect. here. But I think that people often stop finding new things. and, yes. and, and
0: growing together. And
1: growing together yeah. and doing things together. I think there's nothing as fun as you know fun and it brings you
0: closer together because you really can share that new thing well the reason I say it for the first few dates is a huge part of flirting and human engagement is to do with yeah well it's also to do with facial expressions and eye contact contact. so even during lockdowns and everything I'm saying don't if you're going to go on a walking date you need to get a coffee and sit and see each other if you're doing an outdoor date and you're sitting out having your coffee outside take off your sunglasses yeah it's so important it's engagement yeah and that's why I same reason why I meet all my clients in person so you know absolutely so can we just talk a little bit about boundaries yes I think it's really I important. think
1: it's there's so many bits to this that yeah. we can uh, touch on but I'm often quite struck at how people struggle to know what is normal and what is okay now yeah. you might say as a psychotherapist I, I shouldn't but it just sometimes what seems awfully clear to me in a relationship isn't awfully clear to you no. you know and, and it's
0: it is an important conversation it because is because
1: it's back to nor- what's normal yes what do we think was normal and uh you know for some people they've heard shouting and roaring all their life so they're yeah. not surprised at shouting and roaring in a relationship yeah whereas i actually would have to like run i would definitely have fight yeah. or flight mode
0: when it's, if i would it's be a relationship. horrified yeah so yeah. would i yeah
1: but The point is, what is normal for us and what is what is a reasonable thing for another person to do and what crosses our boundaries Mm -hmm. is very different for each and every one of us. And it's well worth having a small peep at where your own boundaries are in maybe in the sense of, you know, it comes up in many, many areas, not just emotional boundaries. Like, for example, somebody somebody wants to know more. Just take this one. Somebody wants to know more about you, than you feel comfortable giving or you feel it's a bit early. Do you feel an obligation to tell first date, fourth date, three months,
0: yeah. six
1: months? This is yours to tell. Yeah. This is your boundary. This does not nobody tells you when to share. That's just a small example
0: of it. Of it. And it's actually learnt. I um, was at a party last week and it was probably about twelve o'clock at night. We'd all had a few drinks at this stage and a guy married to one of the other ladies at the party. Because um, given my job started maybe, you know, just asking me questions that were a little bit more delving than I felt comfortable with. And I just said it straight to him. I just said, excuse me, just because my job is that doesn't mean that I would answer those questions. Mm. And the people around me got a great kick and they were laughing and everything. And it shot him down straight away. But... I'm sure there was a time in my life where I would have just answered it because I was like, oh, I should answer this question. So, yes. But can I say to you that people who are that was I mean, that's lovely and clear.
1: Yes. You were clear. In yes. That. But often people who are very clear and I'm not saying this is you, of course, but oh, people can be very clear in other mm-hmm. aspects of their life. Yes. About their boundaries. And, you know, you wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't take that from anyone and I don't mm-hmm. talk to me like that. And they have all of that. But they utterly roll over. In in the and relationship, romantic, yes. and they they let anything goes, yeah. and and they're so so we have a different register when it comes into the intimate, and we have to listen to that. Boundaries still apply. That is the point. Yes. What what you are happy with, and what feels like an important boundary for you, emotionally, physically, or mm-hmm. otherwise. Is yours to maintain.
0: Nobody else; it's nobody else's responsibility, mm-hmm. but yours. But what I have noticed, okay, is one: you need to start; as you mean to go on. So I think consciously thinking about what are your boundaries is actually a very good exercise Brings to do play. for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and how would I react if somebody asked me questions, um, or if there's something? Because sometimes people have a story they don't want to tell. Yes. So having it prepared, if you have a dread of oh, God, how am I going to explain this? preparing that, preparing yourself and okay, if somebody asked me that question, this would be the answer. Uh, That would definitely be one is that preparing yourself starting to mean to go on, but it's very difficult to go backwards. Have you ever, I met a friend recently that I hadn't seen in two, three years since before COVID anyway. And I could see what the type of conversation we were having is she knows my old boundaries, not the work that I have done on myself and it was quite um quite interesting to see kind of the girl you you used to be yeah the girl I used to be and how I would act and I can see why because Mm. I you know I went to school with her and she knew the 15 year old me versus the the me now Mm. and so it was very interesting to see her reaction to my boundaries and even that was fabulous to see you know so Lovely to see the change. But what, happens, you? Yeah, but what happens when you are in a long term relationship and you're like, actually, do you know what? I am not. I don't want this anymore. What happens then? What you mean when you don't want the relationship anymore? No, or, you or you don't the want... boundaries. If you want to change your boundaries, like we all grow. And so mm. what might have been acceptable in your relationship for the first couple of years, OK, was fine. Maybe now you want to change your boundaries. Maybe it's like that's not okay well, anymore, and you yeah. found your voice. And that's exactly, and you found your voice, and that happens, and in the best
1: relationships. Yes. And we're talking still romantic here. In this, in the best relationships, you both can grow, because yeah. you both change. I mean, is the twenty-five-year-old you the same as the forty-five-year-old you? Different no. people, but do you think changing
0: massively all of the time? But sometimes I'm sure that two people in a relationship might grow at different rates or some might not grow like and one grow apart. Yeah, oh, of course. I mean that's where that's
1: where relationships really falter. Yeah. Is when the, the the you're not aligning and you're not you're not allow, you're not either able to grow together mm-hmm. and and this comes down to the skills which I, I am okay, talking yes. about. If you if you can't appreciate the differences of your partner and who they are and their dreams and what they want mm-hmm. and where they want to go in their life and if you can't make a place for them In your relationship, yeah. Well, then you're going to you're trying to keep it tight, and that person cannot grow within it. We have to be able to grow, and so we really do have to support each other in our, you know, in in your the other person's dreams. They they to support yours, and you to support them, and in what they want. You will hear you will hear people wanting to change jobs, and you know, really let go. Maybe follow something that they've always wanted to do. They don't want to do this for for, you know for a certain amount of time, and. And then, and of course, there's practical pressures around it. but if you really love somebody, you really want them to have what they want. yeah and uh, in all with all, given all the practical things around mm-hmm. it, I accept that, but let's just say on an even you know playing field. so we we have to make space for the person to grow, so it's more it's it's about we're talking about appreciating differences, but mm-hmm. also making that uh, a much bigger arc,
0: okay. Yeah I think it's important one thing that I have thought about down through the years is what I you know what is a good relationship like after dating someone short time or after being in a relationship or embarking in a new relationship what what's okay what's not what's your red flag what's your green flag what's your amber flag you know Mm -hmm. of of what's acceptable what's not acceptable how do you communicate that and what does it look like Mm -hmm. and one thing that I would say a healthy relationship looks like and so for boundaries for me would be that they support who I am my dreams and all of those things and I find that that's sometimes very hard to find that sort of person yes because I agree with you because it takes a certain
1: confidence you have to have a sense of your own dreams and your own world I think to recognize that Mm -hmm. this is something others you know, yeah. that someone else can have and not to be threatened by it because we can pass each other out. Yes. People who are at a different, you know, the, the, the balance of power. I know we've talked a lot yes. about that can shift in relationships and people can feel very threatened. That can be the woman or the man or in a yeah. partner or, you know, in a, in, in a gay situation. The same. It can yeah. be we can pass each other out because we can grow past each other. But not just in career, but in ourselves, we can become bigger yeah. and. Um, and that's through no one's fault, but a good relationship that recognises that can really flourish for both yeah. parties. But that—that's where things get tricky, yeah. very tricky, and where relationships can come to a full stop. Okay, because there is no more wriggle room in that relationship. Okay. That's a, an issue. But you mentioned there, like, what does a happy, what does a happy, healthy relationship look like? And I think we all know couples. And yes. we say, God, they seem to really have it. Um, but remember, it's very hard to pick it up from the outside. Is, I, yeah. I think, you know, from the if I may say from the inside and what I see with, with yes. people, the, the respect is obviously huge. And it's respect in that broad sense of mm-hmm. I respect that you are a, you know, a different person with your own journey, your own story, your own needs, yes. wants and desires. You're, that's what respect is about. And it's shown up, if you like, you know, in all my behaviors mm-hmm. to to you. Um, you trust each other. And it's not just about, you know, fidelity. It's also about finances yes. it's about it's about how we how we sort of promise to to say parent the children and we do it. We work in unison and we work yes. in tandem, so to speak. It's all of all of those things. You know, the communication is respectful. It's mm-hmm. um, but also then relationships like that have to have a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, there has to be fun. There has to be sexual intimacy. There has to be emotional intimacy. And relationships that have and maybe it's worth saying that prior to it becoming a happy, healthy relationship, one of the first things that lets that happen is commitment. OK, that that whether it's at the six month point, which we went yeah. back to the beginning that we said, whether at the beginning there's a kind of there's a point, there's always a pivotal point, isn't there? Yeah. In a in the beginning of a relationship when you feel this, this feels like it's really worth it. Yeah, really worth giving it, you know, really giving, giving getting enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough in this to commit. And when that happens and when that's sort of exchanged and when that feels steady, then really relationships have the possibility of really flourishing they also have the possibility of each other showing something about th- yes. themselves that means it can flourish no more but commitment you know when the commitment is made that's when when there's kind of a jump in growth in the relationship
0: i think from the again the early stages part uh, i think it's important one to keep a bit of clarity not to let yourself kind of run away with this because sometimes at the initial stages as well, especially if you've been single for a while, you can be a little bit lonely and therefore you might consider those things you're talking about to be there when there, it's just that you want them there. And it's kind of like if someone says to you, how many yellow cars do you see today? Like the chances are you probably say, I never really see a yellow car. But you might see ten today because you're looking out for them. So yes. if you're looking for all these things um you're seeing what you want to see. Yes. Yeah, so you need a bit of clarity. But there's they, they say, which, and so and we were saying at the beginning as well, like the person that you that you choose to be your partner is going to have a huge impact on so many areas of your life. And yes, with all the skill set, yes, to a certain extent, if if you're good at it, I think absolutely there can be. But there has to be a certain meeting of minds and everything. And an effort. There's a few important questions that I saw recently that they say you should ask yourself at the beginning of a relationship. Now, I will say, I get a good few people that are coming to me that are, will say, psychotherapists. They might be counsellors. They might be life coaches. They might be people that kind of specialize, even psychiatrists coming to me. Um, to match them. And one thing I always say to them is you can have all the rhyme and reason. You can have all the theories in the world and you can analyze them all day long, but realistically, the person you're with, it's a feeling. It's how mm. they make you feel how, about yourself, how they make you feel. Now, obviously, it's up to you how you feel about yourself and what you absorb as well. But how you feel when you're with them, how you feel when you're away from them. So there's just a few different things here. Um, are they a kind person? I think personally, kindness is so important. And I think kindness needs to be there, not just when it suits them. It needs to be embedded within the person that they are. Are you talking about choosing somebody? Choosing, yes. Yes. Um, do they have emotional resilience? Do they invest in their friendship and relationships? Do they have their own hobbies? Do they share the same reality and moral compass? Do they both share the same perception on the value of time and money? How do they act when they are having a bad day? How do they act when you are having a bad day? And are they consistent in their communication patterns? Now, I wish I knew where I got that from. Because I'd love to give them credit for it. But it is a kind of a nice if you are the sort of person that gets carried away. Yes. Uh, it's
1: almost like a, a, slow it yeah, slow it a slow it down.
0: Yes, slow it down. Slow it down checklist. Yeah.
1: Now, look. Which I, I must be honest, Mate, <laughs> what you're touching on there, which I find myself doing all of the time. Yes. Slow it down. Yes. Stop seeing what you want to see.
0: I, and I think in all areas of your life. Because yeah. you
1: don't just want a relationship, you see. You want a happy healthy relationship. Yes. Because you're going to give it your all. This is... Half your life, yes, and there is a bit of that
0: desperation can can yeah. really help let people make desperate mistakes. See, and it's desperation is I've of all the people I've met and I've matched over seven thousand people. I would never say one of them was desperate. I would say they might be lonely, mm-hmm. and so their decisions are going to be different. And it's it's a yeah. word that I actually and it's you crazy, just prefer the the lo- well, it's a, not, it's not even prefer. Loneliness. It's actually when yes. you spend all day with people and you realize yes. that it, none of them are actually desperate. They were just one like meet somebody yes they really is a would. genuine yeah it is yes. and second of all they might be a little bit lonely and therefore yeah. it's, you're there to help them to make a better decision and not Absolutely. just out of
1: loneliness and I don't I don't yeah. mean that negatively oh, no, I no I know that I know that I see it a lot people you know they are they, yeah. they are just when I say desperate I, I mean it like they are so keen to meet someone I know there's and they're, they feel panic, time is yes, running out especially, there yeah. can be loneliness at the back mm-hmm. of it but yeah. there's often that they're in this pattern of of, of choosing wrongly or yeah. accepting the wrong things they go too far down the road and then Mm -hmm. they find here here it goes five six months in and the relationship is ending again
0: that's it and
1: they don't know what's going wrong they've
0: given up all their power they've moved house they've given up jobs everything like that it just is a kind of a a look at yeah um, and for building a healthy relationship especially things like do they have their own hobbies and do they mind their own friendships and relationships? Like you know that they're not trying to. You're
1: checking their health with that, you see, which yeah. is good. Yes, but what I'm saying too, as well, is don't forget to
0: check your own. Absolutely, people have their eye outwards. They always, yeah, dating. They need to look at their own as well. Dating is selfish. Like you know, people yep. come to me with their heart because they want to fill that void in their heart, but yes. they they very and some do they give all their their power away straight away as soon as they've met the person but other people then they forget to say well actually it's vice versa as well you need to look at the bigger picture
1: well you've mentioned there the void if you can look at that void whatever that is and we all have a little of it here and there you know if you can look at that and square up to it Mm -hmm. and deal with it in some way and work out where it arises from yeah you have will have much more freedom In your relationships You will have much more choice Because you Mm -hmm. won't be needing You'll be wanting And desire will become what it should be bit of fun Somebody you're really attracted to Because you can And and you know There's
0: the whole field of choice Opens up to you like 100 percent. And I stemmed back to and I have mentioned it before, they should be going on at least one day a month if they're actively wanting to meet someone, because it helps with that. It takes away the urgency. It doesn't I'd say one a week. One, yeah, you say one <laughs> a week. I, some of us have to work, you know, so, <laughs> but no, absolutely. Yes. And um, also what I would say, just as we're talking there, is at the initial stages of building a strong relationship because um, there, yes, we we want to get into a happy and healthy relationship. But there's five pillars that I would talk about in my master class to build a strong and healthy relationship. So one is building attraction. There yep. has to be a certain level of that. Masculine and feminine energy. If it's a straight relationship, there has to be masculine and feminine energy. If especially yep. if you are a business lady or working in a job that there's a lot of pressure and a lot of time in you, I would urge you 5 million percent, I would say to you, Please, please look at feminine energy, absorb it. This is what's going to change how you date is feminine energy. Um, and we have both, but I think it's hugely important and vice uh, in our relationship. Well, it's about tapping into each Yeah. Other. And if there's men listening mm. to this and they're like, you know, sometimes I, we go on dates and women are just so. You know, it's because they're all day long, they're trying to sell themselves and work and everything, and they're trying yeah. to impress you. So they default into their masculine energy zone. So, you know, be a little bit more mindful of that as well and, and how yeah. ladies try, uh, try and get into their masculine and feminine energy. The third one then is courtship. Again, going on dates, what I say to people is keep it out of the house for as long as possible. Keep on dating, go places, do things together. As soon as the routine comes in, so to speak. Yeah, (laughs) and sitting at home and. You know, every Tuesday night we do Netflix and chill. Okay, that is lovely, but try and keep it out, uh, like actually keep it active and getting to know each other. That's a huge part of the courtship part, like is getting to know each other. As as soon as you stop asking the questions and having the conversations like we spoke about, it does start to get a little bit more routine. Obviously, intimacy is very important and the conversations around that and then communication. So they're the five things that I would Mm. say. Are very important to the beginning stage in the beginning to build, to get where we are, you know, Uh, because
1: in a way we've talked about this in the sort of six months plus. Yes. And the and I think what you what you refer to there is so
0: important in that beginning. Well, it's starting as you mean to go on because we were even talking about boundaries there. It's hard to go backwards. Yeah, it's hard to say, well, actually, you know, we had sex in the first date, but actually I want to know. Put into play the twelve days rule, like you know, it's hard to go it's backwards to go from backwards. that. You know, yeah, it is. it is
1: absolutely, and and probably in everything. Yes. But 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 we're all allowed to review. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and as I say, it's up to you. You know, yes. you're the one. It's your relationship. It's your rules. You know first first sex and first date can be perfect yes for some people it's perfect and yeah. it can be right and it doesn't mean it's not going yes. to grow into something fabulous um but for others it's absolutely wrong yeah and you have to work that out that's why we're talking about this because it's complex it's difficult and
0: there are no snap answers and there is no rules and there is no way you can you can do it but by i often say just consciously Consciously thinking about things beforehand, um, and before brings kind of... it into the open for it us. It does, and, doesn't it? Yeah. And I
1: thought the singular thing for me that I take out of what you said, funny today, mm. is um, that void. Yeah. You know, love can't fill that void. Yeah. You have to work that void out, yeah. and if you do, really, you will do an awful lot for your own love life.
0: Yeah. And very often, like I, when I say to people and I meet them and ask them, are they happy? Very often the answer like, mm, like I don't know. But then I say, okay, if we make happiness and loneliness, two different things. Are you happy now? Yes, I'm happy. So mm-hmm. they're putting happiness and loneliness together. But what, like, and you've talked and about in on. the podcast that I, that I had you on with myself. Um, It's fun, having more fun, having more friends, having more things outside of just work mm. and everything, having your own life. I very often think that you find love where there is fun, where there's fun yeah. in yourself.
1: Well, it's got to be fun. I do agree. But um, I think happiness is a bigger picture for Mm -hmm. me than love, if you know what I mean, because because love love is just one aspect of your life. Yes. It's not all of your life. And what has been been, you know, in our world, in our clinical world, we think of we think Mm -hmm. of well-being and all of that as a a kind of multifactorial equation, you know, almost like I think of it like a child's mobile where there are many, many kind of moving parts. Yes. And one of them is, of course, your intimate relationship, for yes. sure. It's a big part of it. But then there is also the emotional you, which is not all wrapped up mm-hmm. in there. The psychological you, the, 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 the person, inter, you know, the sort of we call it like the vocational you, the yes. part of you that has work and, what do, and meaningful work, things that feel really of value to you. Yeah. So there's many moving parts to your happiness and love is just
0: one of them. What would you say to someone that feels a little bit trapped at the moment? That they're like in, they're in a relationship, they're not being heard. They have voiced it. They have communicated. They have set their boundaries in place, and everything is being ignored. Well, I'm a huge believer
1: obviously not just because I'm a therapist but Mm -hmm. in uh, the third eye and the third voice um, in the room it can be hugely helpful to couples there's a lot of blind spots in all our relationships and hopefully you can work them out with this kind of listening with reading you can often work things out but we get very we all get very sure of our own position if you're if you're 10-15 years down the road in a relationship and you're running into those kind of problems, you probably have tried a lot of different things to make yeah. your point to get, get through. But maybe there's something you're missing or you can't see or they can't see with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are hearts that are shutting people down from each other. And sometimes just lifting the lid on that and speaking it out can really help you to mm-hmm. make a few adjustments. So tweaking relationships is hugely important and if i was to self-tweak i would be doing the review if you want to do it on your own do the review three good things that you need you can say about each other and two things you need to work on and after that you do need to probably check your communication how you're communicating yes. with, each, with each other are you blaming each other because that gets you nowhere blaming blaming criticizing criticizing so it's about finding a way to
0: communicate it differently Perfect. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Great conversation as always. Thank you, Mairead. You've been listening to Tough Love Podcast with Stephanie and Mairead. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed it, we really appreciate a five star review. If you have a relationship or dating story that you would like
1: to share anonymously with us, we would be delighted to hear from you or if you have a particular issue around communication or any other questions that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, if so, visit our website also on toughlove.ie.